0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com Covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder Folks who are well known in cyberland and not that dumb Except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com And now it's time for the show
1: Hey everybody, this is Derek Johnson hanging out with the Sweatpants General on a Wednesday evening a, AKA Coop Dog. Uh, anytime you could do an Oktoberfest podcast in December, it's special. And that's what we're doing tonight. Um Coop Dog, how you doing?
2: I'm doing fantastic considering I'm I'm uh sitting in a parking lot somewhere in the wilds of Lewis County with uh with a uh, with a graffiti ahead of me on a shed that says I eat ass. Um <laughs> with, a, with, with the reason being where I just moved, the uh, the ability for me to access the Wi-Fi was greatly exaggerated, i.e. I can't at all. So uh, I had to come into town to make this phone call, but it's good to hear from you, my friend.
1: Yes, indeed. And um, a lot going on in Huskyville these days. And we were kind of talking off air, so we'll just kind of continue that conversation. But um, uh, when we were texting uh, recently and you were saying you had some uh, thoughts uh, in regards to the hiring of uh, – they're calling him DeBoner on the boards, but uh, De- DeBoer, uh, Kalen DeBoer um, from Fresno State and all kinds of other news, like it sounds like the Jay Kaner is going to be coming along with them and returning to Washington and uh, along with a couple of wide receivers and hopefully Dante Williams to to recruit uh, so, anyways, just what what thoughts are rattling around in, in your noggin right now?
2: Well, I uh, a, a lot actually. I uh, you know I'm. It's about time to hire a Fresno snake coach since uh, I was famously in in favor of hiring Pat Hill back in the day. If you remember those days.
1: <laughs> I do, uh, but I don't remember you being in favor of Pat Hill.
2: I was. Yeah, I just liked his mustache, and I thought the uh, I thought the Huskies needed some fucking tough after. After that, uh, oops, I'm sorry. Is this a, is this a, uh, is this, can I, can I cuss on this podcast? I can't remember. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Having Not rated e for everyone. okay. Okay.
2: Um, but, uh, no, I was actually in favor of hiring Pat Hill. I thought it would be really awesome to go the other direction after, uh, that disastrous hiring of uh, our buddy Willingham and, uh, your, your best friend too but um yes. oh i uh i i i'm not against the hiring i don't i don't know how to say it any stronger or weaker than that i'm kind of uh i'm kind of excited to see somebody that has a lot of success and is an offensive minded coach um, you know every time we've we've gone through this machination way too much in huskyville. I mean, uh, about, about debating coaching hires and stuff like that. It's, it's, been, it's been kind of a nightmare for all of us for a long time. I have a lot of thoughts. I, I, I'm not against the hiring. Uh, like you said, he comes with some key pieces. Um, he is out here on the West Coast, so he's already got some built-in California ties for the recruiting thing. I love his style of football. Um, of course, his success is going to be, you know, predicated on who he hires as his assistants. I don't think he's going to make a Donovan type dive. This guy's a lot smarter, obviously, than Jimmy Lake. <laughs> so, yeah. um, no, I, 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 I'm I'm kind of excited to see a guy that's uh, working his way up and uh, going through the process and having some success. Um, you know, he's had more success at Fresno State than Pat Hill did, the guy that I <laughs> wanted to be the Huskies coach. Um <laughs> I, I thought he looked like the guy that builds those motorcycles he and his son kind of thing I thought that'd be kind of badass you know um yeah but, uh no i'm 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 actually mildly mildly excited i would say on a on a scale of one to um peter north i'm somewhere in the you know maybe more like uh oh i don't know the hedgehog <laughs> kind of excited <laughs> uh, so no i i i don't know what what, what ha- How how about you, Derek? I mean, it's got me a little bit flabbergasted in that I didn't think it was going to happen so soon. And I know everybody was uh, really hoping the Oklahoma guy would get out here. Of course, uh, he took USC, which has kind of really changed the landscape of the Pac-12, I think, a lot. But uh, there's a a lot going on with this hire, I think.
1: Well, uh, first of all, I'll just say uh, one minor correction. Um, I don't think Lincoln Riley was ever on the Husky radar, but you're probably thinking Bob Stoops.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yes.
1: Yeah, not Lincoln Riley. Um, I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jim Cohen does not have the wherewithal or connections or, or a gravitas Ouch. to to go pull Lincoln Riley out of Norman, Oklahoma. But, um, although
2: although I'll, I will say that it changed Pac-12 football forever by them hiring him. I really do believe it did.
1: Oh, well, I mean, first of all, it just gives the conference credibility that it hasn't had in probably over a decade now. Um, right. You know, we uh, basically it would be kind of been like Oregon, and then that's pretty much it, really. <laughs> I mean, because USC's been a shit show for, uh, oh gosh, probably pre Sark, right? So you probably yeah. have to go yeah, back yeah. eight or 10 years before they had a, a special type of year, but. Um, So what do I think? Well, here's, I kind of have two different thoughts simultaneously. It's one, it's kind of like you hear Jen Cohen say that we have the resources available to get anybody we want. I don't, I didn't buy that at the beginning. And then when you hire a coach for 3 million a year, you, it's really not, you know, it's just, it's just kind of more horseshit or whatever. Now, When Matt Campbell seemed to be at the top of the list of who we were going after and who we wanted, it was such an upgrade for Jimmy Lake that that part of it excited me because I just want to give this program a chance to succeed. And obviously with Jimmy Lake, it became obvious very, very early that there was something very wrong and you and I, Um, I think we were texting about it, if I remember right, but it's like, I've said this all over the place, including on the boards, but uh, at HardcoreHusky.com, but um, we never did any due diligence. There was never any coach search at all. And it was basically like, you know, the way that I understand it, it was just basically Jen Cohen getting the blessing from Chris Peterson and then, then hiring this guy. And you can't tell me there weren't signs of working with Jimmy Lake day-to-day behind the scenes that were his immaturity and his uh, out-of-control ego were not showing themselves. And and it's possible maybe that those elements only emerged after he got the, the head coaching job. I don't know. And I don't want this particular episode of the podcast to dwell on Jimmy Lake, so I'm just making this comment brief. But um, they just they didn't do their due diligence even in, in regards to Jimmy. And then – and. and so the rationalization that I had and a lot of people had was, well, even if he's a train wreck with everything else, and we didn't expect him to be a train wreck given his his the way he's developed and recruited defensive backs and, and a well-earned reputation with that. But it's like, okay, even worst-case scenario, if everything else is a train wreck, at least this guy can recruit a la Barry Switzer or something. And, uh, he'll, if, even if he just rolls the ball out with all these great recruits, he's going to get, we're going to have some semblance of success. And it's like, he didn't even want to recruit or he thought it was beneath him or something. I don't know what the, the psychological imperative there was that they, he just didn't want to put forth the effort. And then he would boast, you know, Kate Otten comes back for another year. And Jimmy says, he's just got himself a five-star recruit. That such a loser comment to say. I just, uh, Anyway, so all that just boils down to mean that Jen Cohen completely failed in not doing due diligence and then hiring a guy where there had to have been warning signs and red flags all over the place that he was going to fail. If you're around him day to day, there had to have been those signs. Now, going forward, if you make a comment that we have the resources and the University of Washington historically does have – um, there's a lot of history here that is puts us a, above the grade of a lot of other colleges in terms of our football success. It doesn't put us in the blue blood category, but it does put us right below that, we like to think. Um, right. And you say that we have all the resources to get anybody that we want, and then you're going after Matt Campbell, and on one hand it's just kind of like, Matt Campbell? And on the other hand, I was excited about it because there's like you see him speak and you and you look about – how he was able to get Iowa state, which is just a horrible program to respectability and had a nine win season last year. And it's like, okay, there's gotta be something there. Um, so from that standpoint, it was just kind of like, okay. And then uh, as I made comments on the message boards, there, there's like, if we don't get Campbell and if we, if we get DeBoer, um, there's a part of me that'll be happy with that. And so we get DeBoer, as it turns out and Campbell all along was, was, uh, You know, um, uh, toe dancing with uh, with Notre Dame. I don't know that that was on anybody's radar. But then, of course, now he's at Notre Dame. So we didn't we didn't go and get a a, a big name guy to make a huge splash, and USC did. And so I I guess I I was texting with uh, who was it? It was with with Joey and Willie Doog, and I said. After USC made their hire, and then we got um, DeBoer, I said, I feel like that we got, I feel like that we got ourselves a date with a with a you know a, a slightly overweight Drew Barrymore, and we're pretty excited about it. But then all of a sudden USC gets a, a date with Kate Upton, and you're kind of going, hmm. So, <laughs> so that's that sums up how I feel. I, I but I, uh, I I'm looking like for red flags. I'm looking. I'm looking for red flags and warning signs with Deboer and just unto itself. Uh, I can't. I can't complain so far, other than just the fact that I don't know that we did our due diligence again. Uh, but I. I don't see anything that makes me go, oh my God, what have we done? So there we go. What were you gonna say? Yeah. I,
2: no, I guess you and I are saying kind of the same thing. I, you know, I'm somewhere between. I'm maybe mildly. I don't know. I, I don't hate the hire. It's not like. We blew it, uh, but you're right. We certainly didn't. You know, we didn't – we we were the wingman. We had to We had to hit on the fat chick at the bar, the slightly fat chick at the bar, so our really cute buddy to the south could score <laughs> with a really hot one. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> did you – did you by any chance team? listen to a – Never the fucking did wingman. You any, just, just to put it out there, never the wingman. Never.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> did, did you by any chance – hear our, our episode a couple of episodes ago.
2: I, 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 yeah, I've listened to all the episodes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I call
2: it three three guys sucking each other off podcast. But uh Whoa,
1: Well, well, uh, wow, okay. Just kidding. Just kidding. No, but I think it was I think it was Joey Dangerously that said that uh he um or I can't remember if it might have been Wooly. We were all kinda adding to the joke, but basically we're we're at the bar and the bars have already to close and we're trying to figure out who we're gonna go home with, i.e. who the, the next husky coach will be. And uh and then one I think it was Joey that said that Wilcox Justin Wilcox was the fat girl sitting at the bar at one AM when there's closing time. So <laughs> Oh you so, know, I, you, I so great minds, huh? Yeah, exactly. So you made that comment a second ago and then uh uh
2: um, you gotta love it. Yeah, um, you know, the the Jimmy Lake thing, you go back to that, and I can't help, um, as as you may know, uh, you can not thank me for my service because we raised enough money to do that, but I'm a retired Army officer, and I, I just, I can't not think of these things in terms of of kind of how I did 27 years of my life and all those things I was taught, and the, the Jimmy Lake thing, one of the reasons that, uh, you know, in my former profession where nepotism, like I I got a lot of jobs because I did a good job and some guy would go to another job and and hire you not hire me but say you know find a position or whatever for me that that does exist but it's not ever an it's it's still merit based it's not uh like I did a I did a shitty job and this guy's you know going to bring me along because uh, we had beers together one day that that rarely rarely happens the uh Gen Con hire of Jimmy Lake was was just it it was at the time, I was really pissed. I I thought it was disastrous, Ooh. and late, and I was I was surprised that Chris Peterson, um, being fully aware of, I'm sure, some of the things that you said, the warning signs, the red flags of Jimmy Lake, would would uh, that whole thing seemed kind of weird to me. I I I never felt like when when Peterson did his press conferences and I'm going to retire and I'm going to be part of this university, I never felt, I felt like there was this kind of vacuum when he would talk about uh Jimmy Lake's gonna be the next head coach, that kind of thing. I, I really didn't feel like a lot of that decision came from him necessarily. I do think it was just uh uh one of the laziest hires I've ever seen. And then yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, so we get to – um uh I think I think she only hired him because she thought his first name was Kale and she thought, Well I have a real affinity to eating that <laughs> that gorgeous vegetable. Um I can't believe we hired a guy named Caleb. That is so bizarre to me. But uh, anyway, <laughs> it it does smack it does smack of some of that same kind of I don't know that the, just the lack of of leadership and good direction from upper campus and how it translates into the athletic department. I don't think Jen Cohen should be the athletic director at all anymore. I right? you know with uh, no. the basketball team hire and some of the other mistakes she's made. And she was nothing but a a damn glorified uh a fundraiser anyway, in her prior job when um Woodward, you know, uh handpicked her to, to be his his wow girl. I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't really and I've looked at it a lot. I really don't understand it. Um I, I think I think DeBoer's gonna probably do well here. I really do, but uh I don't think this is the guy that's gonna get us back into uh playing for for national championships. That's not the feeling I get.
1: Um, to me, it's kind of a, a, an open lane thing. I have no idea what we're going to get other than I know it's going to be better than what we've had, but I mean, what's that really saying? So, right, right. But, but I mean, if the guy won three national titles in four years at uh, Sioux Falls, you could scoff and laugh at that, but it is, it is a, a you know, a level of football that he was dominating. So um, I don't know. There was one, uh, I think it was Sonics that made this point on the boards that said that the, 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 a big concern about DeBoer is that he's not been in a position where he's had to step into a train wreck situation and build it up from the ground up that he's been handed the keys to uh, at least a, a good football team, if not great football teams. And I don't think Fresno was in a, in a great position or anything like that, Uh, but they certainly weren't a train wreck like, like we are right now. I mean, did you watch the apple cup? Oh, um, I hate to admit this.
2: I did not. Um, I, I was was recording it, I think over on Hulu or whatever. And, uh, I was running around and I was going to have to watch it on my phone. I'm trying to think. Uh, what was going on. And, uh, um, I just, I did not when I, I heard a, somebody, one of my Facebook friends sent me a message saying, uh, the Cougars are wiping the, <laughs> or wiping their ass with you guys right now. And I'm like, uh, yep. fuck it. I didn't, I didn't even watch. And then I saw what the score was later that night. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. Three, three hours of my life that I don't feel bad about.
1: Oh, I mean, it was, it was, Absolutely amazing the Cougars scored a touchdown in the first quarter to go up ten nothing and literally it was like, okay, it's over. It like there is no chance whatsoever the Huskies come back and win this game. And that's just such an amazing feeling when you're when you're taking into consideration, first of all, that it's the Cougars that you're playing and then you're playing at home and this is this these are the Washington Huskies. And then right. uh, to I was I wasn't at the game, but to see the the pictures that were uh, oh the person's gonna uh, get all pissed off if I don't give him credit. Oh shit, I don't remember who it was now. Somebody on the boards, they took video and and uh, and photography footage of when the Cougar fans were storming the field and the stands are like almost empty and there's just a few Huskies here and there lingering around. And it was like, uh, you know, this is the house that Jen built, and it's like to the, the, the think that that Jen Cohen's decisions have led to this, or largely led to this, and that she's still in a position of influence and power, and uh, as athletic director, when when this is what she's created, and you're getting humiliated by the Cougars on your own home field, it's just it's just surreal. <laughs>
2: It it is it is surreal. And then, like you know, I used to. I was thinking about this the other day when I saw the uh, that the Husky basketball team had actually won a game against who they who they beat George Mason. Is that right?
1: George Mason. Yep.
2: Yep. And that was kind of unexpected. And they kind of pulled that out of nowhere or something. And and I'm and I'm looking at that going, I remember, not so long ago, I'm a a, a little thinner, uh, more blonde version of me. Would sit there and just, you know, t- was it Thursdays and Sundays the Husky basketball team would play or something? Thur- Tuesdays, whatever. Yeah, Thursday, whatever. Saturday, or occasional Sunday. Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and those those were that that was there. I can't miss that. You know what? I I'd schedule things around watching those games, and uh, being so excited. And I'm sitting there going, I have no idea what a single player on the men's basketball team's name is. I don't. That makes me a shitbag fan, I guess, but. What what happened? Was it me? Was it was it my desire not to you know continue to love something that I that I cherished my entire life? No, it was people like fucking Jen Cohen and her predecessors, and uh, um, who the fuck? Oh, Mark, what's his face that hired Ty Willingham? Um, the hell's his name? Emmert. Emmert. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, he always looks like he had stage makeup on. Um, God, boy. Yeah. <laughs> um It just—they did that to me. You know, I feel—I feel kind of—we've uh, talked about this in the past on some podcasts, but I feel victimized. The fact that I don't even have a clue who's on the men's basketball team is insane. The fact that I did not watch the Apple Cup for the first time in my entire life—that's insane. If people know me and my history with Husky football, yeah, it—you know—it makes me it 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 i feel i feel nauseated and for those of you that don't know that's the correct way to use that word you don't feel nauseous because nauseous means you're making other people sick fuckers so no i feel nauseated when i when i when i i feel like something was really important in my life has been taken away from me and now i'm numb and the, you know the other day realizing oh hey yeah i i didn't watch the apple cup and i don't know who any of the basketball players are
1: what happened? You know what I mean? Yeah, and if I remember right, when you and I had our Oktoberfest podcast from October of 2020, and we were at uh, what we were at the um, uh, um, Twin Peaks uh, Cafe up there in North Bend. Yes, we were um, indeed. And and I, I, if I remember correctly, we probably spent ten minutes just talking about. Um, it wasn't all that long ago, and yet it seems like an eternity ago that you had all those great names like Trey Simmons and Brandon Roy and Nate Robinson and Will Conroy, and there was a real, there was a real culture there and, and the personalities that you could really attach yourself to. And um, uh, we had we, we had something special there for maybe about four or five years, and then it, Husky basketball historically, of course, is pretty bad, but um, but it just. Uh, Yeah, now it's at the point where, you know, reportedly uh, Jen Cohen was interviewing Mike Hopkins and he purportedly, uh, you know, got down in the middle of the interview and started doing push-ups in front of her. And uh, she uh, said later, either jokingly or seriously, uh, that that impressed her so much that she said, this is our guy, we've got our guy. (laughs) So, and then... uh... Meanwhile,
2: meanwhile, you know, at the Casa de Jen Cohen, her husband is making like a cranberry orange muffins and listening to Mumford and Sons. So you know that
1: <laughs> Yeah, is that what your sources are reporting to you?
2: <laughs> ah, only
1: she'd had a
2: big old Lewis County Viking experience at least one time in her life.
1: You know, I'll say this, um, in her defense uh, our our one main insider uh, <laughs> on the boards, he has reported that um, the the boosters actually like her a lot. In fact, he used the L word. They love her, but that uh, you know they they love winning more. So the like she's got like one more chance or whatever, and. Um, and I had actually posed that question to, to our insider uh, in Sway's wigwam there, and I expected him to say it was a mixed bag, like half the boosters can't stand her and half of them uh, like her. But he said that uh, they all they all like her a lot. Um, so in her defense, um, you know she's she's got that going for her in that sense. But I'm just looking at this in terms of. What's the evidence involved? What's the track record and, and, and look at it and reading tea leaves a little bit. It's just a total disaster. So that's why uh, I don't understand how she could still maintain her position of power. But I don't want to turn this into the Jen Cohen podcast, but um you know, no, let's, hope, let's, let's hope that yeah, let's hope the Debor uh does great, and then I mean, you know, I, I made a post on the boards the other day. It was like uh, I happened to catch the fourth quarter of and the overtimes of the uh, Alabama uh, Auburn game, and I said <laughs> there was more excitement and enjoyment from watching that fourth quarter and the overtimes than the entire Husky season put together. I mean, there wasn't oh, like God, one yeah. game. Dur- there wasn't even one game during the year where it was just like, no, oh, that was that was fun. That was that was time well spent. No, I could. I you can know. tell you,
2: I can tell you, I can tell you the 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 time I enjoyed most in the Husky season was the first game after uh, when Lake was still suspended, hadn't been fired, and we came out firing on offense and scored like you know, uh, what was oh, it? yeah, uh, two quick touchdowns, and we were running yeah. all this cool stuff, and yeah, that was like, oh wow, this is, and then of course, yeah, we folded and then played that way for the rest of the season, um, but that was that was I was like, whoa, oh, wow, hey, see. Look what happens when you fire a really shitty, you know, um, fuck, coach and fucking Oak coordinator. And uh, they're full of piss and vinegar, and the defense was good. And then, like I said, yeah, eh, we folded, um, went into the pocket. So what was that? I don't know, uh, 19 minutes of Husky football that I enjoyed this year?
1: I don't even know if it was that long, because uh, as soon as the game started to get tight, um, to borrow a phrase from Idog, uh, you know, we started looking like a. We were so. In, our offensive coordinator became became looked nervous like a dog shitting razor blades, you know. And it's like everything went from uh, creative and free flowing and keeping the defense uh, off balance uh, to uh, going back to you know run up the middle on first down, you know. That whole right, thing.
2: Right. Right. Yeah, it was weird. And, uh, it was a it was weird. It was like
1: a. It was like those movies where you see a
2: little. A little glimpse of heaven, and then the portal closes on you, and you realize you're back in the real world.
1: <laughs> bingo, bingo. You know, and you know, it's yeah. like, and I, and I've, I've always liked Sean McGrew, so I've made this comment several times, and this isn't to bag on him, but it's like I never understood our obsession with you know he probably weighs 135 pounds or whatever, and I'm exaggerating, but and we just keep running him up the middle, and it's like. Doesn't it? Why don't you get him in space? I don't understand. And you get down to these goal line situations, run McGrew up the middle. First to ten, run McGrew up the middle. And then you look at his numbers, it would be like eight carries for 14 yards or something, and it would be like, well, no kidding. Uh, I don't know. Here I go, I'm complaining again. I don't want to. Uh, I did, I'm, trying know, to is, I'm trying to.
2: This is like five days after Thanksgiving, and all you can do is complain and not be grateful, Derek. <laughs> well, I mean, it, a you know on the, the team. There's a there, the, there's a movie on Hallmark tonight that I think you should probably sit down and watch, and I will text that to you later.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean, the team the team went four and eight this year, but it felt like one and eleven. You know, so
2: it 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 really did. It I it um I have been to my uh, not so polite friends. I've been referring to Jimmy Lake as the. Uh, as the brown dwarf of Tyrone Willingham. as <laughs> um, the what? Like, like, it, well, you know, like if a store, if a star goes supernova, and then it shrinks down to a a brown dwarf. Um, so if if
1: Jimmy, uh, oh if, yeah yeah, if Jimmy
2: White is, the, is the brown dwarf of Tyrone Willingham, I think with the well, a bit of the arrogance, the lack of recruiting. You you come here, we don't come to you. Some of the feedback that I've seen, just. Um, uh, a real lack of the idea how to mentally prepare young men to engage in the gladiator warship of football. So I don't know. I I, I didn't like Jimmy Lake from jump street. I think last year was a fluke. Um, as far as even, I think that was the Chris Peterson hangover that they won any games at all. And, uh, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And, And we saw who he is. Um, uh, you know they had too much talent on that team to go. I, I, yeah, it's so 0 and 12. Yeah, is technically worse than what we did this year. I guess my point was because I actually was at every single one of those games in Husky Stadium when we went 0 and 12. I went to every single one of them just out of obscene curiosity towards the end, um, because uh, I'm a sick fuck. But uh, <laughs> this year, this year almost felt. I don't know. We all knew that. I was a bad hire, and it got worse every year. And um, this this was uh, to me. It just it, it gave me some of those same horrible feelings. But when we went zero and twelve, I, we kind of saw it coming. And and this is finally the end of this miserable period in Husky football. I just think this is even a bigger disappointment that the uh, supposed. Successor to Chris Peterson and the next hand guy, Mr. Energy. I'm going to bring a new intensity to Husky football, that kind of guy. Just turned out to be not just a not good coach, but sounds like he's kind of a fucking douchebag, to be quite honest with you. And I, I don't mind saying that. Um, oh, sure. You know, they're, 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 he, he just sounds like he's not a good guy. And to not to be able to recruit to Washington when he's a young, enthusiastic African American coach um, with the Chris Peterson pedigree. I, 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 you, you know something's wrong, right there. There's something in the way that he's coming at these youngsters that uh, that, that they sensed and didn't want to play for him. And um, I know there was some polite tweets and stuff I I saw from players and stuff out there, but uh, I got absolutely no sense that anybody was sad when he he got the boot.
1: No, I mean, and and this is unsubstantiated, but I mean, I've, I've heard uh, not that I'm Mister Insider because I'm not, but I've heard from a couple of different people now. Uh, in a position to know that, you know, there was a good number of uh, Husky players that were taken seriously by transferring out of the program, and it sounds like that's not going to happen now. So now that Lake's gone, so. Um, yeah, yep. I've heard that. And too. by, and by my the way, sources. back to pack, back to pack, a.k.a. Drunk. Fudgy, who has a, yeah. a, an accuracy record of about 6% on his predictions and stuff, but um, <laughs> but he is reporting <laughs> – <laughs> and I love be some fudgy uh, I love I gotta, fudgy I gotta buy that people attack of- him, but I defend him he's he's our awful terrible on the boards, you know, but uh he's he's yeah, now he's- reporting go ahead,
2: oh I was just gonna say he deserves a beverage of his choice someday should we ever meet
1: <laughs> yes <laughs> um so he's reporting what we've been hearing though that, that dante williams to uh, to Washington is the uh, co defensive coordinator. That's that's been done now. So, here's a guy that's oh. going to be able to come in and get his hands dirty and do some recruiting. And so that that's that's a great move there by DeBoer. And uh, let's that's let's get going here.
2: I didn't know that was even. I wouldn't even have thought that was even on the board. But uh, no, that's a. I think that's a fantastic move. I I just uh, I, I I'm actually excited to see this guy uh, take the sideline. The, the, I've watched some videos and some other stuff of him. He's got a bit of an old-fashioned bent to him. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, su- I'm surprised Seattle hired him because he does look like patriarchy. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's a – if you know what I mean, everybody.
1: Well, I mean, he, he, he did like, show, uh, show up to the presser with, like, you know, hair that had been dyed green or something is what you're saying, right?
2: Exactly, yeah. And, well, he, he's, let, let's just say he looks like one of one of the people that I might be related to. <laughs> and uh, no no. all bullshit aside he, he's he got a bit of an old-fashioned football coach bent to him which i i guess that's the intangible that i kind of like when i've watched the videos and his sideline and and how he coaches and how he sounds and he sounded good at the presser i watched a little bit of that um i thought i don't know if you if you heard Derek, but there were some cringeworthy moments at the presser
1: Yes, I, I heard. I, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it, but uh, I, I, I read the uh, <laughs> read many comments on the boards of what people were saying.
2: Yeah, maybe a little too much uh, pressing at the presser. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, there was a. Seemed, seemed like the athletic director was very huggy, and it was almost like she was very relieved. Kind of got that sense. A little bit like, uh, oh, thank God, I hired a football coach. Now, if you can shut the fuck up, kind of relief. Well, that was kind of my.
1: You can tell she's been under massive, massive stress, and uh, and and I don't know that she's. uh, I don't know this for a fact, so this might not be fair to say, but I don't know that she's ever really been criticized before. So this might all be a new experience. I mean, we've been criticizing her for a while, but you know, we're considered to be the lunatic fringe, so. Um, oh, a lot of what we right. say ends up coming to the mainstream a few years later, and we're kind of out. We're, we get out in front of a lot of stuff over the years, but indeed,
2: indeed. Ever since the early days when uh, the mass migration from uh, oh, that cute little that cute little web page, that cute little guy from Rent and Runs, but um, <laughs> yeah, indeed, <Yes>. it's always <laughs> been yeah, this, this this motley crew had. This Mary Banda Pirate seemed to have been pretty prescient over the years, actually.
1: Yeah, you know, and occasionally I'll even just, I'll post something and pin it for a day or two um, saying, you know, basically just a signal to uh, any Dogman posters. Hey, if you're tired of being talked down to, you're always more than welcome to come over here. And then invariably I get two, three, four people registering and, they're sick and tired of having their post deleted or being talked down to like they're five years old or whatever, and whatever, right? And then they come to a place where they can freely act like a five-year-old. So i was going to say
2: where, yeah, where being that way is not only encouraged, it's a uh, it, it's a state of respect and a and, and awe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, uh, any, any other thoughts in regards to Husky football?
2: Oh no! I think uh, I think we talked about a lot. I mean, I could go off all day long about certain aspects of it, but no, I think we talked. I thought we had a good conversation about the coaching changes, and you know, it was good to catch up with you. Um, oh yeah, always. Said, all you all you folks up there, please don't judge me for for not watching the Apple Cup and some of my other antics, but it's just hard right now. Um, yeah, oh, I don't I, think I,
1: anybody's I, sitting there. I don't think anybody's sitting there uh, cursing you out or anything. <laughs> yeah it just, no. it's just
2: it's really tough. it's really tough to see something you love come down to something like this and oh, been, yeah. you know other, other than that that little uh, a little bit of a spark under sark and then the chris Peterson you know couple of years where we were banging it's been oh uh, shit dude, it's been a rough fucking twenty years you know, and uh that's disgusting to say that but it, it has it really you know since the new isel era it's been a rough 20 years. It really has. And I can't, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, that's actually uh 40% of my life, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, no, I mean, that's a lot.
1: Somebody was uh, posting a few weeks ago and, and I had had this thought back in 2001 also, but so, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was posting on hardcore Husky a few weeks ago that, that the wheels really started to come off the wagon with that 49 to 24 loss to Oregon state in 2001. And that preceded us getting uh, prison raped in Miami, um uh sixty five to seven. But you could tell something was really something was really changing and going wrong at that point. And then yep. uh and then you transition to the next year where we only averaged two point two yards a rush and and just couldn't move the football and and that right. was so unlike Washington and then uh and then of course we go Gilby and Ty and Sark <coughs> excuse me we come to life a little bit with uh, Peterson, but then he quits. And, uh, and then we have the whole Jimmy Lake fiasco and stuff. And like you said, it's been two long decades and not a lot to cheer about. And, um, so anyways, you know, I know there's people that are really upset that we on the message boards that we hired DeBoer and they want to complain about it and stuff. And, you know, um, there's There's part of me that understands where they're coming from, and at the same time life is short and do we have are there any signs that this guy could be the right guy and they could lead us to some really great things? Yes, there is um so I think that there it warrants at least a little bit of optimism going forward. It doesn't mean that you have to go full duke uh but at the same time, I don't think we have to like you know completely condemn this whole situation uh, either because as somebody pointed out, once again, I'm citing something of the boards. and I don't remember who it was that said it, but um, but they said that one of the things they liked about the press conference with with Deboer the other day was that he seemed a little bit awkward in front of the cameras and he and he wasn't relishing this uh, all this attention in that sense. And I, they, the poster said that that was a good sign, and I wholeheartedly agree. I want a football coach. Mm-hmm. I don't want a guy that's going to be a big uh, media presence and. Uh, and get off on it that way, so I think that's great.
2: Well, and and what's really really great for me, how this comes full circles, I got my like mini Pat Hill.
1: Uh, <laughs> you got Pat Hill's nephew.
2: <laughs> Pat Hill's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's a great. That's really why I'm excited about this. It's like it's like Pat Hill only his nephew or something (laughs) Um, and if any motherfuckers have been to fresno you know what a shitty place that is um when i was teaching down college down in california i was recruiting for my programs down in oh and so you know anybody that can get some good kids in and win at fresno
1: state i think is uh
2: pretty amazing
1: Yeah, and somebody, a friend of mine, was uh, texting me the other day and saying, uh, "If he's got a good thing going on down there, why would he want to come up here?" And I was like, "Have you been to Fresno?" Have
2: you been (laughs) to Fresno? Yeah, (laughs) it's like it's a Buck Owens song. I mean, that's like listen to any Buck Owens song, and that's what Fresno looks like.
1: There you go. And feels like Buck Owens was not. Be it for better or worse, Buck Owens was never singing about Seattle. He was singing about Fresno. So.
2: So. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? If he, no, I, I won't even go there.
1: What the lyrics would have okay. been like. Hey man, great, great talking to you. We'll, we'll talk again real soon.
2: All right, my friend. Hey, thanks for your time.
1: Oh, of course, man. Hey, oh, right, take care. Can
2: I, can I, real quick, real quick, can I pimp my podcast? Oh, um, please. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I have uh,
2: been doing a podcast for a while now with another retired Army vet. Uh, It's called Two Grumpy Bastards Podcast. Uh, We also do one that's military-based called The Barracks, though. I I need to get that thing pumped up. But yeah, Two Grumpy Bastards Podcast. It's uh, two ex-Army assholes who analyze everything from pop culture to politics. And uh, there's a bit of a libertarian slant on it. And we actually make... A bet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and we're, and we're woke list Uh, we, we like to attack woke culture. So if, uh, we'd appreciate a listen if you guys want to hop on over to Two Grumpy Bastards podcast.
1: Yeah. I listen to, uh, every episode. And, uh, yeah. If you like, if you like, it, it, it's, I, I would say it's like conservative slash libertarian. I would say it's, you're right. Uh, it's closer to libertarian than it is conservative. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's really enjoyable. And actually, your your co-host uh, Russ, I've made multiple attempts through you to try to get him to to come onto the boards with you. Um, oh, yeah, he loves that a, type of engagement. So yeah, he that that guy's got a very interesting mind as do you. So um, uh, anyway, yeah, put 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 in that word again to him that I'd uh, love to see him over there sometime
2: yeah we'll do yeah the difference between Russ and i Russ tends to be uh more conservative and I tend to be more libertarian on a lot of issues yeah and it's funny we he uh he worked for me for a bit we worked together um for about two years great guy i i i uh always compare him like if um if the Anglican church uh had a ben Shapiro uh he would be that guy <laughs> or uh, some, some verse of yes that. That's kind of where he's he uh, he's very fast and stats driven. And um, I don't think he would lose a debate. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't think he would. And we've we've had ours over the years and they usually come out to a a, a logical draw. Um, So I I really respect his point of view. We he tends to be more conservative than I am on certain issues. And um, we clash definitely on Star Trek versus Star Wars for instance, um, he's the star Wars pussy. And I, I know that star Trek's the greatest thing that ever happened to anything in sci-fi. So, um, but I think, I think everybody, I think everybody that listens, uh, would, would at least enjoy the banter and, uh, we welcome interaction with folks too. So thanks for letting me pimp that a little bit.
1: Oh yeah. And I'll, I'll put a link to that in the uh, show notes as they call them. So.
2: Yep. And we will have a new episode, uh, up. I've been, uh, I've been engaged in, in actual things that are called life. And so I will have a new episode up by the weekend
1: to let everybody know. Sounds good. Wait, Great talk with you, Coop, and we'll talk soon. All right, Derek. Thanks, buddy.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes. Especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which which is a shit show of politics and strange nudes. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level level of cyber
1: peyote, peyote,
0: come join Swain's (laughs) Wigwam. I'm gonna have to read this over. Swain's
1: Wigwam, yeah.
0: Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. I'll have to redo that one, but.